Hey, this is Evan Jones, and I suck at kayaking. I'm just here to let you know that this is part two of the MCW slash MCWA interview that we did with Chris Higgins, a.k.a. Mr. Hardcore. I hope you guys are still enjoying it, and uh, we're just picking up where we left off. Peace! Even wait to, to ask if they're okay. That's one thing I'll never get rid of. But I've gone too far off course. No, <laughs> let's let's mention. So we're, let's bring stick in. All right. So here we're, at this point in yeah. in, in 05 and 06, um, uh, we ask because this is the point where uh, Jamie Moore, or Craig Bliss leaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, we write his character off, and I wish we kind of filmed it, but I know that at the time there was just there would be no good props to actually make it believable. So we just had him written off where uh, to pretty much try to get away from the devil's uh, signature uh, to be committed into an asylum. So uh, my gimmick had asked GDD to run the asylum for a while until something comes along. Uh, And then Stick comes along. Now before we get there, I forgot to mention this. GDD, the character that I played, was supposed to be the, the diplomat between actual hell and the earth. I was like the guy that the actual devil sent to earth. So for all intents and purposes, I was the devil. Right. And there was a great song by an 80s band or 90s band called Ugly Kid Joe called The Goddamn Devil, which I actually got in trouble for singing in my friend's mom's minivan (laughs) who went to church every Sunday. So it stuck with me. So... Then I was like, okay, I'm going to call this character the goddamn devil, which got shortened to GDD. Now go ahead. Um, So uh, I went to, you know, my gimmick went to GDD. I asked to run the asylum until uh, Sam Ham came in. And what happened was uh, Stick was a wrestler, and he had done a little bit of uh, some indie work in the past, so he kind of understood the flow of how things were. Mm -hmm. So when he got out there, he was was good. Mm -hmm. He was good. And um, what screwed that up, was a match, and the last you know last time we really talked about it, he he had, when he was talking to me, he says he he takes you know half blame because he didn't abort when needed be, and it was a match between him, Chris Courageous, and I believe Horace, who's a triple threat, mm-hmm. and um, this is how well our wrestlers listen to people who watch wrestling religiously, <laughs> uh, because at that time it's like WrestleMania 20s getting close, we're getting close to going to Hooters. And to watching that and and doing you know just being wrapped into the whole society of wrestling in general, where a lot of my friends are still at, and I'm just like whatever. Um, but so they go and they have a spot in the back of the truck, which is full foam, so we're not worried about the bed of the truck per se. Um, but it is a the long piece of a computer desk where the main monitor would sit and all the base things would be coming from that. That is draped across the bed of the truck. And I'm on commentary at this point. 
and I'm doing a half-assed job because, of course, I can't keep up with the Masters. It's one of those things that this is a learning process of actually getting, one, used to my voice <laughs> and how I sound and uh, just coming to terms and living with it. So I didn't like that at first, which is why I didn't talk. Um, and I felt like promos were kind of passe. It's like, why be a gimmick who talks? Why don't you just go out there and whip ass and let your actions speak for yourself and you ain't got to say a word. And you can have funny promos when an interviewer is trying to get your uh, interview and you just walk off. And, and you, that's them. because you actually did good work like in the backyard. Like you actually did actions. You weren't just somebody who was quiet who couldn't work. Right. And so um, he, uh, Chris Craig just stands on the top of, uh, of the truck above where the passengers would sit and he puts stick into a powerbomb motion. Whoa, we forgot to mention it. Nobody gimmicked this fucking table. Yeah, no one cuts yeah, this table. This is we, the problem. We, we tell them, hey guys, you might want to secure a little bit down the middle before you do this so it breaks cleanly or it breaks in general. Yeah. Right. And they're like, oh no, it's, it's presswood, it'll be fine. Oh, it doesn't matter how thick it is, it does not matter. Just as thick as their fucking heads. You just, you, you seriously still need to cut this, even if it's not halfway through, you still need to cut something yeah. to, to weaken it up some. Don't want to do it. Yeah. Okay. Fine. I'm getting pissed off at this point. I'm, it's, I'm it's like seriously to, pissing me yeah. off and not in gimmick mode. Chris Higgins is pissed off at these idiots who are not listening to people who are like, please, guys, your health is everything to us. Do what we ask. The other problem is it was too short. Yes. And it, so it's like the it's, shorter it is, the harder it is to flex. It's yeah. A, yeah it's, and it's made to hold heavy computer equipment. It's meant for this. Yeah. So then they want to introduce fire. And what does it? Is and it pisses me off because they're trying to replicate what me and Crash did uh, twice in a row, and they they use charcoal lighter fluid. Now let me explain something to you. People. Mm -hmm. All right, um, lighter fluid and charcoal lighter fluid are two different yes, massive things. Okay? One one is designed to burn longer to make the charcoal burn. Right, it's meant <laughs> for cookouts. It's right. meant that if you want to start a fucking fire, and keep you it use this. Yeah, you keep it burning. That's the other one is you want to light a cigarette, or you want to light a candle, or you want a lighter and you need something to put it in. It's there for that only because when enough wind will knock off an entire table full of fire from a lighter fluid, just completely win, just completely just get rid of it because it's not that highly flammable. Well, then once again, they didn't want to listen. So what do they do? Without really covering anybody, they bring out this full bottle of charcoal lighter fluid and just start spraying the entire top of this, pla of this plank at this point. And I'm like going, no, 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 no. And they decide to try and light the thing with a lighter. Now, for those who aren't pyromaniacs, <laughs> you have to understand that that really kind of does not work. Okay, um, you need something on fire to let it ignite. Because if you try to hold a regular bic lighter that you have to use your hands, and it's not one of those fire uh, place fi uh, lighters. Yeah, the, the grill lighters. You have to put the flame literally on the thing to hopefully for it to start. Right. And let's hope to God that you get your hand away if it does catch. <laughs> or skin graft time. <laughs> well, I got fed up. So, uh, Evan and Shane had made notes and had kind of crumpled the paper because made a mistake, so it was on the corner of the table. And I said, fuck this. And I <laughs> grabbed the ball of paper, I set the bitch on fire, I threw it on that, it engulfs into flames. Beautiful 
mind you. Yeah. Yes. Beautiful. And so they go through with the power bomb. Power bomb. The the board breaks. Uh, I'm actually surprised by that. Now the problem. I'll say this though: for a second, it did not break because yeah. he hit, he stopped, and then it broke. Yeah. yeah. And so that's he, what that's what got him because <coughs> the, that it, the immediate impact before it broke is what got him. Yeah. And so it breaks, and technically, what happens is fire goes out. Not in this situation. No. The fire got bigger because the fire caught was spread to the foam. Yeah. And at the same time, now Stick has soda cru- soda can crushed his one of his vertebrae through this. A couple of them. Yeah. And so he finishes the match like Sabu. Yeah, he gets oh, that was up. crazy. He gets the win over two people. Let's not forget to mention he was on fire because the lighter, yes. charcoal yeah. lighter fluid he's splashed on fire. his clothes. Yeah. He's on fire, the phone's on fire, the wood's on fire. You have about three to four people with buckets of water trying to throw it into the back of the truck, and it's still not going out. Right. This, this was going on for 45 seconds, yes. no exaggeration. This, this, right. This he was insane. burning. This was insane. And so they finally got got him all got got him out enough for him to get out of the bed of the truck, so they could continue to try yeah. to put the flame out because it was not going out. Um, and he finished the match, which was crazy. And it was he he pins both guys, and he wins, and it's amazing. And it's probably about I would say ten to fifteen minutes later. Uh, on yeah, behest of Evan, actually, because he was sitting, he was sitting his, next to us at the commentator table. His face he, is red, he, and he, he kept getting a hard time yeah, breathing. He kept getting worse. Man, I mean, he, he had he was starting marks on. Yeah, he was starting to space out, like being lost. He's going to shock, is what he was doing. So, and it's it, like I didn't mean for this to be funny, but in retrospect, it really was. Like, there's this part where the camera like pans across, and then it pans to him, and he's lying on the ground, and he just goes. And I go, I don't think he's selling that. I totally broke character. I was like, yeah. oh shit! And yeah. that's when it clicked over in my brain. That's when you I was got. like, that is not the scream of somebody who's trying to sell. That is that's, the scream of somebody yeah. who doesn't give it. That's shit. that's when his adrenaline ran out and the yeah. pain caught up with him. Yeah. And so, uh, on the behest of Evan, he pretty much canceled the event. So. He got rushed to the hospital. Yeah, I had to take him to the emergency room. And it was one of those things that it was like, holy crap. So that kind of made us pause for a moment. I think we I think we took a little bit of a break. Uh, it wasn't really a long break because at that point, we like really started to... We st- yeah, this was 06. And late we 06. started uh-huh, about uh, late summer, early fall of 06. After Rockabillies, right? Uh, uh, no. No, because that was before Rockabillies. It had to be in the summertime because... It was like at, April. At, at The Rock, April he was May. general manager. Yeah. To make mm-hmm. up... Basically, I felt like there was really nothing I could personally do uh, to fix the situation other than make him a lead ro- role and an authority figure in the Fed. It was April or May, for sure. Yeah. I remember that now. And, and make him general manager. Speaking of that show, what was Jesse's character? Bile Phil. Bile Phil. I want to say... The still the most oppressed, impressive actual wrestling move anybody ever did was the fucking moonsault he did from yeah. across the entire <laughs> ring. Yes. He did that. He jumped it. Man, you had to put that video up if you have it. We are. Because like he arcs through the air. He almost hits the fucking disco ball. He's so fucking high. He's on the ceiling. He goes all the way across the ring. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. So now at this point we get to the point where it's now late, uh, mid-fall. 
to early winter of, of 06. And we have reached out because we felt like we were good now. We've, I felt like we were good enough to perform for people live. So we went out and I found a place that we could rent. And I contacted a man named Rocky King. If you look him up, he's probably one of the most well-known jobbers of professional wrestling. Enhancement he, talent. Yeah, he, he, smiled, he, he, he smiles uh, happily getting his ass wet, basically. Yeah. Um, and he's been a ref for NWA in that 25 stint. He's a nice guy. So he... Um, so we contact him, and he's on it, man. He knows who I am. I never, I didn't even in the MySpace days. I didn't share a picture. I didn't uh, do any of that. Um, so I didn't. He was like, "You're the one who contacted me." I was like, uh, "Yeah." So I was like, "Going to woe stalker much?" <laughs> That's what I thought anyway. So he he does. He comes down, and we do the rock event, and we get screwed over by the owner of the club because we do it on a day in which they're not open, and in that time we get maybe like a five second. Uh, picture that was played through their club during opening hours and they didn't really do much of anything of advertisement for Nothing. us. Yeah. So really we had the bartenders and we had maybe some... Uh, well, I know I had a couple family members there. and Yeah, we brought some friends of our own, but it was, yeah, it was no pre- outside. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was a, really a screw job. But the point of it at that point was not really to entertain people per se, still to give a good product for the camera. But now we had independent wrestlers who are being trained from Rocky to come in and actually help us with this event where we were able to have an MCWA match and then a BWA match and then an MCWA match and a BWA match. So I felt like I was, we're giving the fans a little bit of backyard and a little bit of pro. Therefore, everyone would be happy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and in the, in the uh, I guess, premise of uh, that event, we had impressed the professionals uh, because I remember it's like I was going through I was doing my gauntlet match again and because of miscommunication I have to go against horse twice and then Chris Courageous gets replaced from Johnny Rebel and he fucks up the spot on purpose he doesn't do it the way it was supposed to be done the way we were the way it was talked about was uh, just to get him in and out to save me time for being overly exhausted because I was planning my long spots with certain people that I've already had matches with before and I know that we could carry that time frame. Um, so he's supposed to come in, swing the kendo stick. I'm supposed to duck, uh, get it away from him, hit him over the head. He falls over. I pin him. He gets out. Next person. So he comes in and he goes to swing and I go to duck. And in mid-swing, he decides to change direction. And he whacks me over the back, which when I, later that night when I left and I took the shirt off, I literally had a red mark that went around my back to my chest. So he, he hit and it went so fast it had wrapped around. <laughs> and at, swing. after that, yeah, after that I fell and I think he hit me again. Um, and then I... I then we finally ended it, and that's when that's when here comes Shane. At the end of that one, he comes in. This is when the this is when the wrestling ring owns him for the first time. So, so he, I remember that. So he, so he, uh, I go, I hit him. I hit Chris Courageous in the head. One shot over over the the head. He goes and he does the Ric Flair backwards fall, mm-hmm. not front front uh, front fall, but but back bump. And I go to pin him, and. 
Shane runs from the commentator area, which we have taken. <laughs> we have taken this area where it's like a little VIP section, middle between. You're in the back of the club, and you're close to the dance floor. So he comes hopping over. And he comes running to jump into the ring. He goes into the ring, and I I don't know. I, I watch it over and over sometimes because that is that is online right now. That's that's hilarious. Um, <laughs> that's online right now. He goes in. He. He pauses just for a moment, and he goes lower than he probably should have. <laughs> he goes between the first and second rope, not the second and third rope, which at that point when he goes to stand up, he hadn't cleared the ropes yet. <laughs> so he stands up and goes... <laughs> and gets rolled by the so, ropes. So what that actually was... <laughs> what that actually was is like, I have never... Ever Got been in a wrestling ring? ring. Yeah. Ever. And I don't know how sturdy these ropes are. So, so, so I go and I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna push the rope out of my way. Is what it really is. I'm just gonna do my loser thing. And so I do it, and I try to push the rope, and I just go, boom! It just stops me. And I'm like, what? loser. <laughs> because it's too late to stop now. Yeah, I, I play along. I, I ignore it. My only, action, my only action was to point with him to Chris Courageous while I'm holding the area in which he hit with the kendo stick. And I, can we, can, would you give us just one loser for the, for the crowd? <laughs> loser! <laughs> that was so great. It was the best. And I think I think actually now what's going on with GWC that actually would work so well now. <laughs> so uh, about the time that um, we get close to the battle royal, we're catching wind from all the pros who've had their matches and they're sitting over to the side, kind of watching us, and we're getting oh shit chance from them mm-hmm. and holy shit chance and other chance from them, and which really in a way when you're someone who has no training whatsoever. And you're getting people who have probably been training for two, three years now, maybe even up to four years now, chanting things for you in a way you that really does bump up your self-esteem to try to pursue even a higher degree. Because they don't know you. They don't have to do that. Yeah, they don't have to That's do this. That's the true test of any performer. If you go somewhere where nobody knows you and they're into it, you're successful. Right. Mm. So we get close to the uh, Battle Royal and they're begging Rocket King to let them in. He's saying no. He's saying no. No. He's like, please, 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 please. And that just made me happy. So the the fucking uh, Battle Royal goes off. Chris Craig just also kind of does some weird fucked up shit because he does. He smacks me again with the uh, kendo stick uh, somewhere else in my body. He whacks the shit out of uh, Private Snowball's ankle because it's under the rope outside the oh. ring. He decides just to whack the oh, shit out of it. Oh, I remember his ankle was fucked up. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, are you serious? So he comes crawling into the ring. Now, you have to understand, this is the same guy that made up the half of ten. Yes. Yeah. Come getting into the ring. So he's not spry to jump back up to his feet, but I am. <laughs> and I have taken a trash can. Now, our trash cans, we pride ourselves in our trash cans. We go to your local Walmart and we get the thickest metal piece of shit trash can you can fucking think of. Because we want this. We, if there's going to be a dent, we want you to understand. Now, these are not the shiny, shiny metal trash cans. These are the dull gray metal trash cans. So they're thicker. So he comes in and he gets on like to one knee 
and I have already had the trash can over my head. <laughs> you yeah. whack it right on the fucking head. And I go, and I just let it go. I just throw it, let it go. It hits its head, dents it, and like bounces. Yeah. And goes outside the ring. That's how and, hard-headed he was. <laughs> yeah. And so that, I think that was one of the times that the uh, people said, uh, Chan, holy shit. The other one was, he had done a, he, now he did have talent. He, he did some good moves. He did have a lot of talent compared to uh, some of the cast that we had, and right. I call them that kind of loosely. Um, he he did have his uh, I think stepdad or somebody kind of did the Fort Valley thing, and he had uh, access to it, and so he had mm-hmm. a little inkling and knew what he was doing compared to LARPers who didn't know what the hell they were doing. They never watched wrestling in the day in their life, and they just think it's an acting job. Yeah, let's so. be real. Those were just people who happened to be there that we were like, hey. Did yeah. you want Did you want to do this? Yeah. It's really fun. It's actually We funny. were the bad pushers. We were the yeah. just like, <laughs> are you sure? Yeah. Let's get this it's line out for you. It's all you need. Here, uh-huh. all you need is one. You'll love it. It's forever. It's, it's funny that like, at least two people's gimmicks, if not three, it's the shit we made up on the top of our head. Yeah, and it's like stuck. Private Snowball. Like he yeah. did the thing. It's yeah. like Storm Shadow Slam. Yeah. That's what it was from then on. And it's, it has stayed that to <laughs> this day. And now that move to this day is an alumni legend move that people uh, use, and that Daniel will yell out Storm Shadow Slam. <laughs> yep, and and Steve Awesome's name. Yes. yes. Because he came out, it's like, Steve! And it's like, nobody wanted to say Austin, because that's what everybody thought. It's like, awesome! Because yeah. <laughs> he would come out shaking his head and, right. he would be, and talking he would trash. Be, he would be the black Venom shirt wearing Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. And he was he, pretty good. He would, he would, instead of cracking open a couple of uh, beers, it would be Sprite. Yeah. <laughs> My man. And um, <laughs> he would flip you off, and he would stun you. And he, he's what we call in the business a complete mark. Yeah, <laughs> he based his entire gimmick off of somebody else, and but he just wanted to go by Steve. At yeah. least, at least, uh, at least his backflip was his own. It became <laughs> he became Steve Awesome, awesome. <laughs> when he debuted his backflip in 06. Oh yes. <laughs> when he when he and you have to understand, Steve Awesome is not a thin skinny. Yeah, guy. it was pretty impressive, really. Yes. He, That's he, why I flipped he, out. <laughs> for for a man his size, it was so impressive. It, it impressed me. But if you look at it, it's, it's not clear. <laughs> it's not a clear backflip. He lands on his upper shoulders and kind of goes yeah. over. It's not like a full yeah. backflip moonsault that, you, that you're thinking. Gimmick. He's just shitting on the gimmick. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, because Steve <laughs> Awesome is actually Steve Mediocre. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Everyone knows that. So, um, moderately adequate warrior. Matter, yeah, <laughs> the moderately adequate warrior. Um, but uh, so. I just wanted to mention one thing about Steve before we shoot from him. One of my favorite things about him was Steve Austin. When he's talking, he cuts his he cuts his promos on you. You piece of trash. I'm gonna take you down. I'm gonna beat the snot out of you. But Steve Awesome was almost theatrical. <laughs> yes, like, he was. I am Steve Awesome, and I will take you down. All right. So, what you want to do? What you want to imagine when you when you, when you think of Steve Awesome is you think um, Steve Austin, theater actor. <laughs> um, you think Steve Austin mixed with Mr. Kennedy. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Because he is the face. Mm-hmm. Of it, it, it's you have to watch it. I'm not going to even try to parody that. You, right. You just have to watch it to understand. And um, he's been hinting. 
And that's the thing about MCWA uh, roster. Uh, majority of them, whether they're listening or not, are, uh, and I love each and every one of them, don't get me wrong, but I, I do call a spade a spade, and they're lazy assholes. And that, People did the, not like to practice. No, they didn't want they to practice. They did not they, like to practice, but they did all want to be the champion. They did. They, everyone <laughs> okay. wanted to be chiefs, and no one wanted to be lonely little uh, Indians. And that's kind of what's happening right now. But, um, and I'm seeing that. So. It was hard for, for us because we don't do shit. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for us to be like, you lazy assholes you know need to right. practice. Let me, let right. me since, since we've had a couple of men now, being yeah. funny, me and Chris had a match. Now that was great. Now that was a great match. And, and I even made up a cool little, little different move and everything. But I'll tell you this. I was tired as fuck because I, I never did anything. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. <laughs> That that does and and to really because to really make it special mm-hmm. is I let loose. I pretty much was like whatever mm-hmm. kick Shane does, whatever punch he does, whatever swing he does, I am going to take it. Was this shoot? Were you guys shooting? No, no, no. Oh, I was about to say. I was for him. I was like, you know what? He's never done this before. Mm-hmm. This is his first one. When he does his axe mm-hmm. kicks, when he does his kicks, I'm going to put my face and my head in the way on purpose, so oh, that okay. people at home. Can can you know be really entertained by a work this. shoot? Yeah, it was yeah. like a work one because you have to understand. Uh, at the time, um, you're the fight professor. Yeah, uh, which was the first in real life too. And, and yeah, <laughs> so uh, the fight professor was the good version of Gino. Really, he was the one where you follow the rules, but in a honor type combat warrior fighting system. So it was a martial arts versus martial arts situation, and. Um, to initiate that, he was asking me who my master was. And at that time, because I felt like society just was not ready, I wasn't telling that I was a demon. <laughs> my master is actually the morning star. So, <laughs> eat it. I didn't want to do that. But that showed people at home, and that showed people in the yard of that, that day, because that, we did like an interview spot, and then I gave him a super kick to end it that would escalate into the match. That proved to everyone there at the time that my foot... Can reach Shane's height. <laughs> yes, Shane's he, legitimately six four, six five. He's yeah. six four, but it's for real six five. Yeah, he's like the. He just undersells. For for, for those D and D nerds who are listening, he's about the size of a of a real elf. <laughs> yes. Okay, that's that's about the size of him. He's slender too, so literally you can put elf ears on him, and he's probably one hundred and twenty two years old. <laughs> yep. For for those geeks out there like me. Um, you know what's funny? I that's why I was so tired because extra oh, decks, yeah. extra decks, less constitution. <laughs> that's true. Less constitution. But what was great was GDD was one to break it up. Yes, that's how the match ended. Which GDD was like, "No, stop!" Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he comes running. I was like, "No," because I was taking hook kicks mm-hmm. and roundhouses mm-hmm. like to the side of my mm-hmm. neck and the side of my face, and I would just let my head just kind of <laughs> go in the door. I was known to take some horrible bumps that would make people go. How is he walking? What the hell? A couple to the side of the house, I remember, at one of the, yeah. the backyards. Yeah. Make, make sure I just... Yeah. Just fling the body. It, 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 it's in backyard, you have to have what I call freedom of not giving a fuck. Yeah. If you, have, if you don't have that, you're not going to reach your true potential. You can't... If you're not going to throw yourself into a building when someone is tossing you or Irish whipping you, and you're not going to actually show that they are stronger... On camera, and you're not going to go that extra mile. Then why the fuck are you in a backyard to begin with? 
But you got to do out. it the right way. Right. right. Like we learned with you, stick. You have to know that yeah. there's some things your bodies can and cannot do. Don't be a dumbass and try to do something that you think you can do. When If you have a doubt, don't do it at all. Right. If you have any doubts, don't do it. Try to work out some other way. Get with the person before the match. Get, get, get with them as quickly as possible and rewrite and redo. Do something. But don't do something stupid where it's going to kill you. Because here's the problem. We want you in the backyard community, and we want you to shine, and we want you to grow, but we don't want you dead. Yeah. If you're dead, you're no good to us. I'm sorry. It's true. If you're dead, you're no good to us, and we need you alive, and we need you It's safe. not because we want you to be healthy and enjoy life. It's because you're no good to us. <laughs> no good to us. I'm sorry. Did my gimmick just come through? He does Damn. Damn. No. Hey, I need, I, need when I, started, I need to talk to you guys. Come over here. Now, I'd the, really appreciate it if you wouldn't die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, you know what? I think I did say that to somebody. Who did I say that to? I said that to somebody. Someone took a bad bump of some sort, and it was to the point of I was concerned. I was like, going, listen, I need you not to do that again because I don't want you to die. Okay? No death allowed. Okay? There's no dying in wrestling. Even some, though... Some people didn't understand physics very well. Yeah. So, um... <laughs> Now let me let me shoot forward a little bit here because that's that match is going to go up. We'll get all of that stuff yeah. posted. So not too long after that <clears throat> is when the big stop happened. We stopped for like a couple years. Okay, so the reason because we got we got to wind down within the next fifteen yeah. minutes, so I got to try and catch us up. Right. So basically, what happens is um, we get the attention of Rocky King after the event. He invites us to dinner. Everyone in the Federation goes to dinner, and he talks about starting a school down in Macon and having us run it and training us at the same time because he is investing so many face feds, he needs a heel fed. And that's what he saw in us. And that really pumped a lot of us up. And we went and got in like a couple of training sessions with him and he was caught, he was charging. And this is what's really great because a lot of people would say, uh, you had a great deal. He was charging each individual person who was getting in the ring to wrestle $20. Per training session. Yeah, that's unbelievable. And now we had to go up to Stockbridge uh, to do it, which was not a problem. But the fact that he was only charging $20 per person to train us each time we went up there. On the second training day, he had asked us could some of us work one of his free shows for a church charity. And it was me. Which and, is great, ironically. Yes, exactly. So, <laughs> so fucking funny. Mm -hmm. At a bowling alley. Because for some reason, Jesus and bowling, they, they fit together. <laughs> so... Um, me, Oddball, Moses 3000 Go. Killer Kitty, uh, Oddball's manager at the time, Discord, um, and, or Tuesday, depending on how you want to name it. <laughs> oh, I uh, still remember that. That was yep. another day that someone Tuesday sent me to the Wednesday. side. Tuesday and Wednesday. That would have been uh, Payton's ex-wife and Kale's sister. Hold that on was, a second. You got taken to the side. What happened? That was another taken to the side thing. It's like, oh, we really Could appreciate you know, it if you wouldn't call me that. And I'm like, yeah, same thing. Yeah. <laughs> same thing. <laughs> and she actually did kind of fit the villain um, of Xena's. I uh, made the princess. So, so she was much better with the Tuesday and Wednesday. She really because was. when I started with Discord, I watched Xena Warrior Princess. And I made fun of that too. Yeah. <laughs> so we were trying to work that out and we had I had stepped away from running it and actually organizing and, and I had really been organizing since two thousand three. We just had breaks. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. Uh, I'm expecting a child, uh, and I need to really kinda of wind down and be adult and do adult things so I stepped away I was like I'll still wrestle I'll still be part of the roster it's not a problem I'm not going to take myself away 
Um, this is when you were working like seven, twelve-hour days a week. Almost, yeah. yeah. It was, it was, yeah, it was crazy. And so, uh, I step away and I give it to uh, Steve Awesome and Moses Three Thousand to run. And Steve Awesome, when he's not back at wrestling, he's a police officer. Now, he completely, he knows this. He completely fumbled. Yeah. The entire nego, a cop completely fumbles a damn negotiation to work out something between us and Rocky. Yeah, I and it, it, that. it goes down the tube real fucking quick. And that actually kills... I mean, if you wanted to see, like, literally a Federation suicide, that was it. And the last straw was all of us showed up to Central City Park to do an event thinking that Rocky was on his way down and everyone's pretty much there. And we had a, a cable access show showing up to record us to put us on cable access. Everything was at its peak. Everything oh, yeah. was at its fucking peak that we could have really just gone off the mm -hmm. just oh my god some of us would have had careers mm -hmm. literal careers uh in this but no still um, can still so, can still <laughs> technically can and, and still kind of do um goes straight i mean that's like complete suicide i mean if you wanted to see someone completely just like slit their own throat that was it because I after that forgot about that too. after that after that no one gave this shit. No one yeah. gave two fucks <laughs> about anything. It was years. It was years. That was about uh, early 07. And then 2010 was when I ran into California Kid. He was working. I was directing the morning show for WGXA News. He was my audio guy. I realized when I stumbled upon one of his videos on YouTube who he was. And I was like, holy shit. And that's when me and Stick went up to him and said, you're a California Kid. And he freaked out for a moment because that kind of caught him off guard. Mm -hmm. And then he understood. And that's when about late 2010, early 2011, uh, MCWA started back up because other federations that he was working on had kind of slowed down and were taking a break. So he needed something fresh. And then I got a new house and I decided I had a huge backyard and that's where I was going to be at. And that's when we had the tires and mattresses and we introduced uh, fucking Nintendo by the Royal we introduced this is but what brought it back was that promo right right the the, the promos we did the first thing we did was we did a recap show yeah that had but that Shane. was when i stepped away as gdd <coughs> yes and and, uh, and decided to just stop doing the wrestling right. and just watch it and that's when my awesome and kick ass actually right. showed up to take my place right exactly which i felt like it flowed because of the fact that um since you kind of stole the voice from him, I totally did, it man. He was nice. He could yeah. really fuck me up for stealing he this complete, game. He complete, it completely fit. <laughs> um, and uh, but we needed you one more time because after that pre-show, I know I needed you one more time to record something evilish and satanicish. And which then at that time I knew it was time to actually introduce me as a demon. Yeah, actually full evil. out Satan, total yeah. Satan. That's <laughs> when that's when I said fuck it. Now it's time. Mm -hmm. This is where we can go, and this is where we can do. And that lasted probably. I would say 12, 13, so about two years. And bless his heart, Daniel is a very religious man. Yes. And, and he sat there he while loves, we filled all he of that. He loves it. He thinks it's actually, because uh, I, I, bring, I bring something different from all the other past crazy psychotic heels. I don't do the maniacal laughter. Uh, that's stupid as hell. And people, stop it. Just If you're <laughs> trying to be a bad guy or a saintness or something evil, do not do evil laughter. You sound like a douche. Unless you can do the anime evil laughter, yeah. Yeah. right? If you could do if you could do it good now, <laughs> yeah. right? Flaunt what you got, but if you're doing this you're high pitched like, cackle, then shut up. You are like the cold. I right. mean that you're hot. 
You're the hot guy. You're flames in hell. But you're cold and calculated. Right. Basically, what I've learned, what I learned and what I took note was from Harley Race. Yeah. Everything. Harley Race does not yell. Yeah. Assassins didn't either. You, as wrestlers, or you as wrestlers and as fans, need to shut the fuck up on what you're doing and saying while I'm on TV because I'm not going to yell. I'm going to talk. And I'm going to talk normal. Now, lately, now some I have yelled. I have the character has yelled, um, but they I, deserve you. They have to deserve it, right? <laughs> in a way, yes. Now that my character's in a position of power, everyone deserves it. So I'm pretty much on everyone's asshole, even even the stables. But um, I decided to get used to really hearing my voice to change it, and thus I brought in the Irish accent. It made things easier for me. I felt like. I could I could introduce myself correctly in a false pretense, and then cut it late, cut the accent out later, and then just be normally me. Which is totally wrestling, right? Yes. Exactly, that it's a progression. Percent Irish. Three years later, American. Exactly, and I even, I even point, pinpoint that in in a recent promo when I had to talk to a tag team who could not uh, determine who the leader of the tag team was. And I had said that um, for an American tag team with a Japanese name, <laughs> and uh, one of the wrestlers says, "I'm I'm not American." And I looked at him and was like, "Yes, you are. <laughs> your blood is American. Now you might have other distant relatives in your system, but you were born here. You're an American. So am I. And that's just the shit luck we got." Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but I've I've become quicker, and I started with that and making fun of people, and then I took what happened personally in my life and I verbalized it towards everyone on camera uh, because I couldn't do it to the person who caused the pain. I couldn't bring myself to actually unleash all that anger. That was like a 30 minute promo. Yeah, it was 32 minutes long of me cutting into everybody. Yeah. And even to people I hadn't met yet and even to people who I will meet in the future. I was cutting everyone um, to show people, and I've even had promos where I cuss fans out, and I blame them for our bad hits and low hit count, because it is their fault. If they're going to leave comments on our saying something, this is the best, five out of five, then share it, motherfucker. What are you doing? <laughs> That's stupid. Stupid. And, of course, most of their responses are, what the hell? What the fuck? And I'm one of those people, I'm a troll killer. You know, you had Big Sexy the Giant Killer. You had uh, other wrestlers. No, no, no. Mr. Hardcore is the GWC Troll Killer. You wanna, Medium Sexy the Troll Killer. Right. If you want to get your ass on, on and be a keyboard warrior to one of our uh, to one of our clips, know that I'm going to be on your ass like white on rice, and I'm going to end you. And I might end it with a, something in a different language. Just yeah. so you have to use an online translator. Because I did so that to funny. somebody. I did that to somebody. It's so funny because that type of interaction with fans has never really been done before. No. And no. it's only because of the lack of exposure that this didn't blow up. Right. I'm convinced of that. I'm not trying to blow smoke. It's just the truth because there were so many good angles and so many different theories. Like, look at Chikara. Chikara took a lot of the stuff... Well, Chikara and we both had a lot of the same ideas. Yes, exactly. Video game stuff. You take pop culture, you put it into wrestling, you will get people's attention. What the roster fails to see now, and one of the reasons why I walked away, 
is they can look at the channel right now and they can look at their personal match and they know that they have not reached over 300 views. Why? Because they are doing the same bullshit that you see on TV throughout the week. Nobody, and I mean nobody, you can argue with me till you're blue in the fucking face. Nobody cares to see that shit. Here's the reason why. Let me bring it up to you one more goddamn time. I did a six and a half minute match with Charmander. <laughs> and I look like Ermacac. And I got 26,000 fucking views on that video clip. I had more thank yous from people in Japan, people in other countries, people who love the shit out of it. Why? Because I went out the box. None of you assholes want to get out the box and do what you need to do. You want to get the views, do something retarded. <laughs> there you, go. you will get people to thank you for it. And because rewatch it. There's a thing that's like, don't try and take the shit too seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Just have fun. That's it's what people are watching backyard fun. because they know they're looking at someone who might and, imitate being Joker and be like, <laughs> what the fuck are they doing? And, and be the, called the asylum clown or something. And that's the that's the other thing too. It's like the people who want to do it and they don't want to do anything and they're they're wanting to be all professional, it's like you gotta put in a lot of effort. You really if do. You're gonna be good enough. To be able to get by just doing it straight. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm now, trying to, if you put effort in and you can do it straight and you can be funny on top of it, and that's it, even better. Now, I give I give some of the wrestlers now, they, they, they're listening to me because I told them, if you want to really fit your gimmick, fucking do something about it. Change your clothes. Get an outfit that represents who you are. Do so, I walk around looking like fucking Ermac if I want to, but at <laughs> least I'm an American that looks like a goddamn red and black ninja. <laughs> yeah. Okay? That's going to make you look at me. <laughs> and then I spray colored mist in your face. That's going to make you look at me. <laughs> I have to bring this up, but this is one of the greatest things you've ever done. Marlon, Marlon. <laughs> he, invented, he invented the purple mist, which makes people go to sleep. Okay? <laughs> and let me just tell you, he blew the purple mist, the camera goes away, it comes back, motherfucker is laying in a bed with a pillow. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot! And a blankie! <laughs> and a fucking teddy bear! Okay, so we're now, okay, so Default Stable, uh, most of the original members of Default Stable, and that's, that's a faction within GWC that's like a satanic group that doesn't do really anything, a lot of things are satanic. They're just assholes. Um, who sold their soul? But basically, we make mockery of everything we do. And what he's speaking of is a triple threat match between Crash, Oddball, and Mr. Hardcore for the Hardcore title. Now, both of Oddball and Crash know that when they go against me, they better make it a serious thing. After that, fuck, do whatever you want to. This is a serious championship match for this belt. If you remove me from the equation, do whatever the hell you want. But while I'm in the equation, you're going to feel it. And that's when they double choke slammed me on a firing trash can. <laughs> That's when I whacked the hell out of Oddball so hard that he fell straight flat on his face. And this guy's about 6'3", about 200-something pounds, and he falls just straight fucking down. Ric Flair style. But just like, pow! Just bam! <laughs> done. And you hear it. It is a loud whack. Two lips to the fucking ground. <laughs> he uses a cheese grater on me later on. Now, he doesn't cut me. Now, he gets close. He doesn't cut me. He has a bottle of blood within the big, huge square uh, grinders, cheese graters, and he squeezes so he does it right in in the top of the hairline, so it looks like I got cut there, and it comes draining down. So I go stumbling off camera, and I have, and this is this is where it really gets like epic because I don't do any pre things to it. I have purple food coloring, 
and I take it straight from the bottle, squirting it into my mouth. I do not add water. I do not, it is concentrate. It is straight purple concentrate. And I come back and I just spray oddball in the face. It turns complete purple. <laughs> it's purple face. Now, yeah. like an eggplant wizard. Sadly, <laughs> sadly, I did look it up, and yes, there was a purple. It was used once. It, it delivers minor amnesia and confusion, which when you watch that match and you look at Oddball's face, he looks slightly confused and he doesn't know where he's at. So, and, um, but they, after that, after they eliminate me from that, from that scenario, I'm laying, by the way, I'm laying in a pile in an ant bed, a fire ant bed. I do not get bit. I do not know how. <laughs> Satan. But I fell and I literally laid in it and I looked and I was like, shit. <laughs> but we did a few camera effects where they went for a test of strength, went for a test of strength. Um, it was equal. Crash is a thin rail of a human being and you can break him if you sneeze. <laughs> where Oddball's complete opposite of that. So having a test of strength equal <laughs> is already, you know, you should know shenanigans are afoot. <laughs> so then it becomes Poke of Doom. Jog around checking cardio <laughs> from Crash. Checking, checking, go, sit down, prop his feet on me <laughs> while drinking some Powerade. <laughs> it goes back to uh, goes back to Oddball. He is now covered up because I have people behind the camera running <laughs> and doing this while the camera's pointed away. Gives him a Tweety Bird, stuffed Tweety Bird, a sheet and a pillow. <laughs> so when it goes back, it looks like he's in bed. <laughs> it goes back to me. Crash is gone. The chair's gone. No one's around. Go back. He's pinning him. <laughs> Oddball pulls the, I'm so disappointed, how can I lose routine? While Crash pulls off the, I'm so happy I won routine. Which then leads into big middle fingers to the camera on the way out. Um, that's what we were known for. We were. It, it was like the classic match with me and Crash versus the wolf. That one is probably one of the best because even though there were some spots that would have looked cool, I said no. Um, I said no because I uh, have done this longer than the wolf has, um, which I do have another story about him later on. I got one too. And I, I was, was going to say we got to wrap this up, but we got to get some wolf stories. In. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, so uh, we have this match. He comes out with this. Uh, he, he's he's a little bit like Carl. He's. He's Drew, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit like Carl. His mannerisms. Let me just pause for a second. Drew, nice guy. Oh, great! Smells guy. a little bit. Yeah, doesn't, but, doesn't use deodorant, but most of our friends don't. No, it's fine. <laughs> they like the man but, musk. <laughs> but so he was a nice guy. But somehow he created this gimmick, and it was called the Wolf, and it was like the creepiest rapist vibe ever. He'd just yeah. be like, Mister Hardcore. Hardcore. Yeah, yeah, big guy. Uh, uh, a buzz cut, not completely to the scalp, but short enough to know that there's hair, but it's buzz Glasses, cut. Van Dyke. This fucking guy's gone either, from my memory for some reason. Either, can I remember? Either Van Dyke or Rapist Mustache. Yes. <laughs> one or the other. And his he, he was always wanting to be champion. Well, here's the thing. He had the heart. He wanted to show up. He had the dedication, but the talent wasn't really there. Um, so it's really hard to put a belt on him and let him be the face of the company. That that's just something even in the backyard you don't do. You're just, unless you want to kill what you have. 
Uh, so he comes walking out with his belt, and he's like, "I'm the champion," and he does this really just infeminate type of flip off. Yeah, I can't, I can't re- replicate it because there's no camera to replicate it. To. <laughs> and he walks off, and I come out. Oh, now I remember. He has the wolf tie-dyed shirt. Now he's back in my memory. Right, the 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 backwood. A redneck type oh, of wolf yeah, wizard like yeah. shirts that you see and you go oh god they like NASCAR uh, yeah, those shirts now he's yeah. back in my memory alright okay. so he uh, he comes out and we have this triple threat and I'm like oh this is great so he comes out and he has his championship belt and he puts it down and we come out and this is this is where you know something's wrong when the two top heels come out and they're being cheered there's a problem <laughs> okay there's automatically a problem and maybe it's biased, I don't know. But it is, there's a problem. And so we start somewhere in the match, and I go to the belt, and I pretty much rub it on my crotch and slam it on the ground because that's no longer... The tainted right. belt. Yeah. Now I remember. <laughs> now I remember. <laughs> right. And so, so I uh, rub it, I crash it down because that's not the belt we're using. He just grabbed that so he can just like prove a point. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so we go into this triple threat, and there's a couple of spots where it would it would be smooth and look good, but it's a two on one that that spot really wouldn't go off like it wanted to. And it was a typical match, typical match. I, I had a gladiator spot with a trash can lid and a baseball bat, <laughs> at which then I tossed the trash can lid like Captain America tosses his shield, and then tossed the bat at his gut for it to bounce off. <laughs> and, uh, um, you know, did typical moves and, and, and made it funny, and of course the ass crack was the star of the show for the most part. <laughs> Steve Austin makes an appearance, which is a great power bomb to crash. I do a great misery to him. Uh, and then we end the match with a Boondock Saints ending, which is we had him kneeling, and we had pulled out uh, confetti poppers in the shape of guns, <laughs> and we had uh, pulled the trigger, so confetti went flying by his head, and he went and laid down, and as Shane put it on their commentary, it's a party that didn't do him any favors. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, that, that was the start of the new season of humor that we were known for. And then a lot of us made our appearance at BACW, and now we're bigger than what we expected. Default Stable started as a silent stable, uh, which was people just not talking. So in story continuity, silent stable would be default stable number 23. Yeah. <laughs> so, and now that we have indies in it, uh, we have, we're spreading uh, one of our own, GWC, is now in the Evolve Wrestling and was in a WWE uh, Cruiserweight Tournament. Mm-hmm. He did mm-hmm. lose. Fred Yehai. Yes. Uh, Yehai. There is a uh, We Hate oh, Fred Yehai Club. Real good. There's a uh, We Hate Fred Yehai Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, be sure everyone to join that club because he is a sellout. <laughs> um, and I say this because it's true. And okay. I have already responded and commented on his clip on the WWE channel. <laughs> so I've already made myself known to the WWE that... Um, oh, and th- that, that actually, they, they, they bring up a moment there other than getting back to another uh, another story of uh, the wolf. My favorite story of the wolf, which is an embarrassing story for him. Let me... Hold on. Let me just say one story while you're bringing that up. The I saw the day where the wolf decided maybe this is not for me. <laughs> okay, I don't know if I know this one. Okay, go go for it. That one's new. There was this was um, I'm sure I can't remember exactly what event it was, but on the uh, like I was I just happened to be sitting 
outside of the video camera picking me up, but I was there right. watching. Mm -hmm. So I happened to see him get hit legitimately, and he got hit so hard that he fell off of the ring, and when he landed, he landed hard. Yeah. <laughs> no catch. So it was like, it was the first, oh, it was like, oh, and then he hit and he goes, oh, <laughs> and I saw his face. It was like the most, it was like the first time you got kicked in the balls. Yeah. Mm. And he landed and he laid there making that face. I'm not going to exaggerate. Was that with MGBYW? Yeah, this is right out there. Oh, okay. This right is right out there. Out there. Oh, okay. I kind of remember it. And he just laid there for, without over exaggerating, probably 15 to 20 seconds just going, oh, oh. It could have been a hardcore match with uh, Asiago Jones. I'm not going to do that, but it was it like that forever. And he could was just making that face, and I was like, Cause oh, he got fucked up. Because Asiago did uh, suplex a podium on him. Yeah, yeah, and then he fell outside, and that's when he's, oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, but uh, the, my favorite story of the wolf is uh, we're at our first BACW taping. And, um, yeah. My first one. And it's the one I make a surprise appearance because uh, Evan Shane's gone up there. Uh, Karen Brimery's gone up there. Drew's gone up there. A couple of others at the time going the up there. Is that the one today where the fucking sun was hell on yes. earth? Yes. Yeah. I, I yes. got sunburned. It's <laughs> I got sunburned. This man tans really dark. He got red. She <laughs> has an excessive memory. Okay. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> I got sunburned. So, um, people's shoes melted on the tarp of the ring. That's how hot I, it I will say this, like, because I refed one of those matches because I needed a, a, ref, a different ref. And I got in there, and let me tell you, I counted fast because every time my skin touched that fucking tarp, I was like 160 degrees. So everybody who was wrestling, because I fucking wouldn't have done it. Yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. I was there solely to do the Japanese uh, fucking interviewer interview yeah. for, for Daniel, for uh, California Kid. Yep. That was the only reason I was there. Other than that, it was Maestro Awesome and Kickass was there. We hung mm -hmm. out for a minute. It was cool. This, this story happens after I leave said site and head back home because we have to go to uh, basically a subdivision somewhere in the metro Atlanta area. And I, I, I hear later on, like the next day, people who stayed. Uh, Wolf was there and had a. Uh, it was Blazing Fury and Sario versus the Wolf, which was a horrible match. Uh, <laughs> mostly because of him, because that was his first time in his ring and he didn't know what the hell he was doing. But it was after he got done. Apparently, he had they had stopped by Kroger and they had picked up a package of cannolis. For those who don't know, they're, they're a uh, puff pastry that has a cream filling that comes out of both ends. <laughs> and. Um, he had unwrapped the package like unwrapping or undressing a woman <laughs> looking longing and lovingly at this dessert <laughs> as he slowly brought it. Now, if anyone knows Drew has seen the um, picture of him with the ice cream cone <laughs> recently, that's kind of how it was, but with a cannoli. <laughs> True love. Exactly. And then after that, had sitting down in somebody else's. I think it was the it was it belonged to the people who we were at the house doing the event. Sat in an umbrella chair and completely crushed it. <laughs> <laughs> and when I was told that 
the only thing that came out of my mouth was, well, it's not MCWA if something doesn't get broken. <laughs> Yay! I hope nobody just got killed. Let's hope those are fireworks. <laughs> Sounded like fireworks. And if not, someone deserved it. So, um, <laughs> but around 2010, that was my favorite story of the world. Those are legitimate gunshots, by the way. Yeah. We're, we're in a rough part of town. It, it's cool, though. It's cool, though. They know who we are, and they don't fuck around with this house because they know if they come in here, there's probably something going to be up against the their head. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, there's something going to go up against their head. They, they see that there's some of the rosters uses uh, light bulbs. And, uh, they know don't rob from this house. God knows what's inside. Um, That's but, the only reason you've survived here so long. Right. Uh, 2011, 2012, I started seeing some correlations, and I was starting to get mad because every time I would, we we of GWC or BACW or something would un, or unveil something new, we felt there was a 20 to 30% change that WWE has done. <laughs> and it pissed me off each and every time. Uh, the first incident that made me stop and pause and kind of look is, and was I had uh, unveiled my trench coat. I have, well, I had, it was the Neo trench coat from like the first Matrix when that came out. My ex-wife bought it for me and said I couldn't do anything to it. So when she divorced me and left me, I was like, I'm fucking this coat up. <laughs> so I took the sleeves off and I completely painted flames on the bottom of it. I didn't like fabric paint. I mean acrylic paint. This shit is like thick and can fold. <laughs> permanently if need be but it weighs it down even more and then I put a hood attached it so it looked very uh, Assassin's Creed mm. and oh it's Assassin's Creed how you oh, doing boy oh, oh look at the Assassin's Creed don't you like your point so so um I was watching There's one the of the next character. Assassin's Creed. Hello. I'm Assassin's Creed. You thought I was from the Middle East, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm from Tested Patch where I'm from. So uh, it's like one of the uh, WrestleMania's and Undertaker comes out with his trench coat, his badass trench coat. And I was like, what the fuck? I went, okay, I'm gonna let that slide. I'm not I'm just gonna let that slide. And then some other things happened with some other people that I saw happening. But then what really pissed me off was the introduction of the Wyatt family. What pissed me off was the most was I was Bray Wyatt before Bray Wyatt was Bray Wyatt and Bray Wyatt was cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was being the fearful dickhead who was bringing out the reality of life to each and every one of you pee on little shitheads and I was doing it well. I didn't have to water myself down. That was the difference. Bray has to water himself down because he has children to talk to. I have YouTube. If children are watching, they have bad parents. <laughs> My gimmick is sexist. He's racist. He's a bigot. He's fucking misogynistic. He doesn't give two shits about how you feel, but he's going to tell you the truth about things. He doesn't lie. My gimmick does not lie. What he says happens. So, uh, one of the uh, previous filmings, we pretty much destroyed somebody and I looked dead in the camera and said Wyatt's pay attention and learn from me <laughs> and then um, I will soon at some point will be copying Enzo and, uh, and Cass's thing because I feel like if they want to steal from us by God I'll do it right back <laughs> they can suck my fucking dick because I will be attached to Freddie Ahai 
for as long as possible. I will chase him down. I will haunt his <laughs> dreams. I will haunt him indefinitely. And it's already there's a rumor and a conspiracy of piling in a pile of money to get me front row tickets to anywhere he is at. And make sure I have a rehate Fred sign and I will be up in his face if the camera and he falls on my side of the ring. I will steal the fucking show. <laughs> Testify, my brother! <laughs> Dudley, get off your shit and be good again. <laughs> so we we gotta wrap this up real quick, but I wanted to say one quick story, then we'll put out all of your shit. Um, one of one of my favorite memories uh, from from doing MCW and MCWA was uh, Crash overselling his injury and how that <laughs> became a running joke. <laughs> 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 Dude, we always keep saying, oh, no, he's completely fine. We have to start saying that because he saw people were like, oh, is he okay? And he would run with it. Yeah. After the fucking event was over, ah, oh, I think I hurt my neck. And people would be like, oh, are you okay? And he'd be like, yeah, it's fucking working. So we saw that. We knew he was he was just like, so I was like, Shane, anytime this fucking happens, we got to make sure to say. Don't Word. sell it. Yeah, I remember that. Like, so he so he he get fucking destroyed and be like, no, he's completely all right. There's nothing wrong with. He him. fell off of a. There's this one spot where there was a ladder outside oh, of the ring. Oh, that was the second match of ours. That was the second. And he was match trying to jump from the the ladder. Oh my it's god, this is my favorite thing. This is the fucking wily coyote. <laughs> so so there's these ropes set up right, and if you can imagine, like, so there's ropes. And then you lay, you lay a ladder against the ropes, right? Ugh. So, <clears throat> you know, it's sitting on the, the, the ring part, and then it's on the rope. So it's at an angle. And he runs up the rope, and as soon as I see him going, I'm like, This is a bad oh idea. Oh boy, physics. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens, of course, is he goes up a ladder, and he's fine until he gets towards the end. Because now all the weight is not on the bottom anymore. It's at the top. And so he takes a step, and the ladder just slides out from under him. And like Wiley fucking Coyote, you can see his face when he realizes that ladder's not there anymore. And then he just goes, straight down. I remember that because that was, that was our second match. I was supposed to catch... Okay, now, when we say ropes, we mean one little uh, strap. Right. Yes. Like a little clamp strap that you would that people would use to solidify stuff in back of I mean, trucks. Tr- truthfully, I was surprised the strap held up for him to run on. It. Oh right. But and, it and is. he stood on the strap just for a little bit. Because basically <laughs> I was outside the ring. I was exhausted. I'm tired. I'm supposed to catch him. I'm not really feeling it. But I'm going to do it anyway. We're in the spot. I have to do it now. So he goes and he leans up against it. And I do hear Shane go, uh oh. <laughs> Physics. <laughs> and I'm standing there just watching this just, just, unlo- just, just unveil itself in front of my face. You can pretty much see his legs going, <laughs> he goes running. He does. He goes running up the ladder. He hits the top. The um, ladder slides. To the other side yeah. of the ring for one to two and a half seconds he is on the strap yeah until life says no this is not possible you didn't do what you should have done which is maybe wrapped around the post each time before you continued on so it 
just goes bloop, like <laughs> like a hammock. Like if you were to stand up in a hammock yeah. and you go face first, yeah. that's exactly what the strap did. He was still a foot away from me when he landed. He did. He just comes straight. He just down. lands straight like, at my feet. And the only thing I could do is allow my hair to fall in front of my face, <laughs> laugh, shake my head, and walk away to get something else. And as soon as he hit the He's laughing. Ground. He's laughing. <laughs> Stick goes to him and he's like, "Are you okay?" And he's like, he's laughing, trying to say yes. <laughs> and he just he just lays there for a while. I let him compose himself <laughs> while I'm trying to figure out what the fuck I'm gonna do over here. At this point, I think that's when we supposedly get interference. Like Chris Gray just comes in. I super kick him on the outside, mm-hmm. and it's like um, it's actually the oh the best story was the first battle royal we had. And actually, Misery was actually named. I forgot about that, yeah. Horace, Horace decided, crackheaded Horace, decided, and he decided to be no longer a crackhead. He was uh, rehabilitated through Moses 3000. Mm-hmm. Such a great guy. Mm-hmm. And so, um, he, uh, he comes running at me. And I do a super kick, which automatically equals death. Because it looks like death. <laughs> I hit a knee because that's how fast he ran. I, I did not have balance. And the next thing I hear is, everybody knows that them toes <laughs> taste like misery. Yes. That has been One a of Shane's trade <laughs> Yes. Yes. Sh- shall I give them the origin? Yes. What, what was the restaurant? Oh, which one were we at? We were at the, where Uncle Chan's used to be, but the other one? Like the Japanese restaurant? What was that one called? Ocha! Wasn't that the one we were at? No, man. This was way after that. That's way after that. Yeah, what that was Yamato. At? That place closed forever ago. Maybe we're at Uncle, Uncle Chan's then. It must have been I remember it's like... Great Chinese the, food. The food, the food there is delicious. Yes. And the thing is like, you'd have a lot of it. And people would eat it. And, and it's like, I forget who was eating. It was Evan. Was it, was it Evan? Or was it, was it you? Or was it someone that was with us? It was me because they brought out those fucking fried noodles. That's right. And he and kept would, eating them. And he's yep. like, he's like, I'm getting really full. He's like, but it tastes so good. And he kept eating. He's just like, oh. I and couldn't now, breathe in. I like, not breathe like, all the way in. <laughs> and I saw his face like, and now it tastes <laughs> like misery. <laughs> and that's where it came from. Yeah. <laughs> but that has actually, the name of that move has, has stick with it to this day. And now everyone tries to do misery. Everyone does misery, misery, which is why I don't, and I just do pain. And so, my two finishers, for those who don't know, is pain and misery. Yes. Okay, it's it's very easy to, to remember my names. Uh, but now everyone does misery, and that's why now you have memes and other shit that say, you know, save the super kick. Because everyone's got to do the super kick. The young books do it fucking great, though. They do. It's just, stop it. If it's a finisher, make it a finisher. If it's a signature, fine, allow people to kick up. But a super kick is supposed to be basically like that's it. That that is it. And um, I, I recently made my star happy with a dokugiri. Yes, <laughs> um, which is Japanese for poison mist. Yes, yes. Uh, it was red. Uh, so typical, traditional. That'll be up online soon, right? Uh, I believe so. They're going through some other things, but that that should that should. It's got a lot of editing process because there was a lot of poor planning in that one. Mm. Huge poor planning. But right now, I've basically, I've taken a break. Mm-hmm. 
and a lot of people, and I know a lot of wrestlers are probably listening to this and probably wondering why, because I didn't really give much of an explanation. I'm taking a break because I saw some things I didn't like, and I didn't want to be uh, held accountable for any decisions that happened. Uh, I was seeing too many chiefs, or too many people trying to be chiefs and not enough trying to be uh, Indians. I have this thing that if you're going to hold, or you're going to be a head of, head of a d uh, division, you just are disqualified from a title run. That you, helps a lot. You, yeah. you are disqualified mm -hmm. completely from a title run because... Uh, that shows no favoritism on you. Uh, whether you're wrapping your career up or not, <coughs> if you're going to willingly take this position, you do not need to have a belt that's showing too much favoritism on yourself. Second, um, a lot of people aren't listening uh, when I say you got to go out of the box. you got to do something to get these views. you got to do something insane, something that's n not just light bulbs and, and barbed wire and broken shit. You've got to do something. You've got to think of something that is original, pop culture related, and something that's going to actually get people to want to watch it again. If you don't do that, you're not. Um, and then, at the same time, I've probably put so much more dedication than anybody else has with set design, uh, with uh, just as much as I put in and risked my body, and it's time for a break. Now I might come. I, I did agree Not to come back. Bone, okay. No, 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 never <laughs> broke a bone. But I just, it's just one of those things that I just, I can't really think anymore. I'm running out of material, mm -hmm. basically. I can't be angry. I can't be mean. I can't be witty uh, if I'm pushed to the limits because I'm rearranging my entire downstairs of my house to fit the set for GWC and making sure that when they film in here, it flows and it fits with what's going on. And it looks really fucking nice down here, by yeah. the way. That's the first thing we said when we walked in here. It's like, <laughs> God damn. It's, <laughs> it's, it's fucking amazing. Yeah, about about four or five months, six months living here by yourself. Yeah. Try to right? keep your mind preoccupied from running. It, it does that. But, uh, you know, closer, I, I agreed to do one more spot and one more appearance uh, somewhere around in October. That one's going to be a very special one. Um, and I really advise everyone, and I definitely advise both of you to be there, because there will be a surprise. I won't be there, but I'm pretty sure. Well, it's going to be close. Maybe I'll ask Maestro if I can ride along with him in the Lincoln Town. <laughs> well, I'd like, I'll just I would like for you to be there okay. to watch it, because mm -hmm. I know as you mm -hmm. would appreciate. Okay. Um, let's just say that, just to give a little hint, uh, it deals with prosthetics. Oh, God. <laughs> Latex prosthetics. Um... After that spot, though, that will determine whether it's my last match or I go for a second run and I show these people what a true camera hog means. <laughs> because the problem is, is a lot of people can't go toe-to-toe -to -toe with me because, unlike Enzo Amore, I am the trash talker Skywalker. <laughs> I just don't have a mic lightsaber to hold because I, I have the mic on the camera. Um... And it's hard because they can't get a word in Android. And I'm, it seems like I'm always on camera and I'm always around, but I am the boss. The and boss you got is. two people that you can thank for that particular skill set. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And now just to, to wrap this up, you guys have heard what's coming up. Uh, just, just give us a quick shout out. Uh, let everybody know where they can find your shit online. Uh, how to get in contact with you for booking, all of that stuff real quick, just some plugs. Um, we do um, parties. We can do parties, birthday parties, uh, but please be smart about it. We will somewhat, we will get people who can curve and do children's birthday parties, but we will be more happy to do adult uh, birthday parties because we are more of an adult 
type of uh, situation. And we like titties. If you want to show your titties, that's even better. If you let me, whose uh, birthday is if, this? If you've got, if you've got, if you've got <laughs> every time, if you've got a great set of twins and you need a babysitter, be more than happy to ask me. That's not the twins I was thinking about. Oh, I was thinking. Oh, yes. those twins! Those twins! Those twins! Yeah, about. You yeah. Can I, 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 I can hold them in the place. I can be your bra for you. Ain't it's not yet. a problem. But um, you can find GWC uh, footage that's currently now being released, as well as old past things of twenty years, on uh, at YouTube at California Kid One. Um, and you can find BACW, which is within the GWC, at the Melvin Bell at YouTube. Um, I'm predominantly on both channels. Don't you have an MCW channel? Uh, we do have... There, it's a Maximum Carnage... Uh, or as I like to call it, it's Maximum Carnage Wa. <laughs> um, Washington. <laughs> pretty much capital W, capital A. Um, and then another one is Max Carnage Wrestling. And those, those, those are the two that we have. I started the Max Carnage Wrestling channel. Uh, Cam Brimbley... Uh, Brimber, ugh, crap, I'm losing my... Ability to control Come the on, muscles we of my jaw. <laughs> uh, Blazion Fury basically started the Maximum Carnage Wall. Uh, that one has more updated things than the other one is. Um, that's pretty much where you can find us. Facebook, there's a GWC fan page. Just type in GWC in the uh, um, search engine. Um, go to, uh, you can contact Daniel Nelson uh, for any... Um, bookings in your backyard. You know his email addresses? Um, not off the top of my head, no, but you can, you can find just him. find California Kid 1. You, you, can, yeah. you can contact him through the YouTube or you can uh, look him up. Uh, just type in Daniel Con Nelson, Con being K-A-H-N, uh, and he, will, he should pop up. How about you? How do they get in contact with you? Um, with me, I don't have really a Facebook page for me per se because I'm humble like that and I don't really care <laughs> to be my gimmick on Facebook. <laughs> Uh, that's uh, tedious and retarded. Um, I'm with you. Nobody cares what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah, no, I <laughs> you say that. no one gives a shit. Um, so, uh, but Christopher Thomas Higgins, uh, just just put that in. You can find me. Um, I'll answer really any questions that you have or uh, that was not covered. Um, if you have a, if you're a wrestler and I told funny stories about you. Um, you can PM me and you can cuss me out, but there's a good chance that I will be laughing on the other end of that and not replying to you, but it will say seen at a certain time. So you know that I did read it, but I'm laughing at you, uh, because you got butt hurt over something that was in the past and funny. Uh, so, but yeah, that's where you can reach me. Um, and then you can reach other wrestlers through me as well because they're on my friends list. Sounds good, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna work on. I've got a couple of channels on YouTube that allow for super long uploads, so I might just upload all of the full episodes because I know Daniel right. has like matches and shit. But right. I'm trying to upload the full uh, clusterfuck. Clusterfuck. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Put them up there. No post those to the to the YouTube or to the uh, offenders Facebook page. Sweet. And, uh, Thanks so much for giving us two and a half hours of your hey, time. Hey, no problem. I'd give more. And uh, I guess we'll just go ahead and call it stop for now and probably check in again with you later after everything's back up. Sounds good. After the prosthetics. Sweet. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Uh, so I guess we'll say goodbye. My name, as always, is Evan. And sometimes my name is Shane. What is it other times? Well, <laughs> occasionally I like to go by the fight professor. 
That's right. It's true. I like to go by the fight presses. So I guess I'll say goodbye to all you losers out there. <laughs>